Welcome to the Empowered Women Rise podcast with me, your host, Lucy Bennett. I'm so excited because this week I get to speak to Natasha Bray, my own mentor and coach, about how she has created a seven-figure and almost multi-seven-figure business. Natasha, welcome. Hi, Lucy. Hi, everybody. It's so nice to have you here. And you're on the other side today because I've done a couple of interviews for you because of being on your course. And actually, quite funnily, in this whole Empowered Women series, your names come up a lot of times. (laughs) Yeah, you, you, yeah, well, it's because of the great work that you're doing. And when you, when you said, you know, you'd like to talk, you'd like to uh, be interviewed, I was really pleased because I, I love well, your story is an interesting one, and I love the transformation that you've created in your life. It, you know, it's for me, it's something that has empowered me to realise that actually anything is possible. So, so tell us a little bit about your experience in entrepreneurship and life so far, and what's what's kind of led you to where you are today. Well, that's a really big question, and it's always too hard to to, to start. Um, but I guess the first place to start is um, I sort of didn't come from a background of business. I didn't come from a background where my family had a lot of money. I was I was bullied a lot through school for being poor. I grew up on one of the roughest council estates in my area. Um, but my life now is very, very different. Um, went through a lot of traumatic experiences in childhood not just that bullying but also chronic childhood abuse all through my uh, childhood all through my teenage years and so it really is one of those sort of um, rags to riches transformation stories that I've got to share so to speak so I first started in business around six six and a half years ago nearly seven years ago and I was a social work student at the time. And what I started off doing was very different to what I do now. Um, and I think that's the same for lots of people on the business journey. You start somewhere and things kind of evolve into something else. Um, yeah, so I, I started off with a food business. And obviously, you've had that evolution as well in, in your businesses. As yeah. I so, so, yeah. I, your your food business I, I you posted a picture the other day and I was like this is amazing and I just love it because it was so different to what you're doing now because you were there creating health food products to help people to lose weight in a healthy way but you're actually creating it so it's physically it's a lot of time that you would have to go into it so it's the complete opposite of the way your business functions now isn't it the way that it was all set up so it was a product-based business, mostly product-based, developed into other health programs then as well. But it was all handmade. Lots of time had to go into it for, I guess, not a lot of money in comparison to what I'm I'm earning now. But, but I still loved it. It was a passion for me. And I just knew it was the start of something big, even though everyone around me was like, what are you doing? You didn't go to university all these years to bake healthy foods in your kitchen and and I was like I'm doing more than that I'm helping people I was helping them heal through food like that's how I saw it so um 
in some ways my business is still similar now in terms of I help people heal it's just not through food anymore yeah, absolutely <laughs> completely so what was the transition from that business to where you are now what was it that spurred you on to change things um so it was around three and a half years ago I wanted to leave I was on maternity leave at the time and I wanted to leave my social work career for my business and so all I, I'd used maternity leave to try and build things and sorry <coughs> I should have had some water with me um, what happened was you know it's a bit scary to leave your job leave yeah. that stable income behind and there were so many times I thought I'm gonna go I'm gonna leave then I found out I was pregnant I thought oh, I'll stay for the maternity leave then I thought right I just won't go back afterwards and then I thought I will go back because I want to save some more money so it was almost like a security net or a safety net and I it's really hard to take that initial leap into yeah, that security behind and going full-time into your passion into your business and so that was like three, just over three and a half years ago. It was August 2017. Wow. And as sometimes happens, the universe likes to force your hand when you're not doing what you should be doing or what your director should be doing. And um, I split up with my son's dad, moved house, and was signed off work. I'd only gone back for three days after my wow. two and I'd been signed off with stress and postnatal depression. So it's a bit like what I say, my it's now or never moment, where yeah. I, couldn't, I couldn't do it all. I couldn't continue to do it all. I couldn't get healthy again for my son, see my son, uh, you know, split childcare with his dad, living in a different town, working in a completely different town. There was like an hour round journey each way. And I just thought I'm never going to see my son. I can't work full time, get better, run a business and be a mum you know something had to give so that was the moment that finally made me give my notice in and go all in on the business amazing and from there it's been a real journey hasn't it it has yeah and I've now got a seven-figure business in that really short space of time I've grown my business to Last year, the turnover was $1.1 million, and this year we're on track probably for about multi-seven figures in dollars, around £1.5 million, roughly. So, it's, so it, it's just incredible that, you know, a young girl who started off with such a tough experience, like the world against her, really, that's what, that's what I see, you know, and and you're just you're so strong and resilient and you you have got through so much and the work that you do is so empowering and it really does help mm -hmm. so many so many women it's just it's incredible and you know i've been there in your in your course for 6 months i see hundreds of women and the transformations that they're having mm -hmm. and it's it's incredible you obviously you said that you started off wanting to help people and yeah and you you saw that in that moment it was through your health business yeah definitely. have you always had this vision in your life that you want to help people or was it something that came later in life yeah um so i was even though i was like the one that was picked on a lot in school i was very protective of anyone else that was being bullied yeah so 
you know, there's like usually a group of children that everybody's, they're the ones that everybody picks on, you know, and there was lots of reasons to pick on me. I was poor. I lived on that, on the very rough, like a notoriously rough council estate. I wore glasses, I wore braces, I was overweight. So like every little, every possible thing that a child could pick on, I had them all pretty much. So, um, but whenever I saw other children getting bullied, I would put myself in the firing line by trying to stand in and protect them and stop them getting bullied too. So I think there was always like this, this desire to, to, I'll say help the underdog in a way, but I don't mean that in a bad way, but to stand up for the people that couldn't stand up fully for themselves, if that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, and it wasn't until, like, I didn't know what I wanted to do in life until I did a psychology A-level. And then I really found my passion, and that sparked this desire to want to be a psychologist. Yeah. So I actually went to uni to study um forensic science initially don't I don't ask ask where where that came from I hated it (laughs) I didn't do it for long and there was a turning point where I wanted to do something different you know I was a bit of a like when I think of my teenage my late teenage years because all the trauma I'd been through I was a very wounded person you know I was out drinking a lot more than a normal teenager would like to the point I'd you know, blackout, not even remember what happened to me. And it was quite dangerous, like the situations I put myself in because I was trying to block out all the trauma that I'd been through in my childhood, you know, the wrong kind of relationships, abusive relationships, all sorts. And when I was 21, there was a turning point in my life where an ex-partner almost killed me. Wow. And had his friend not walked in, to stop him strangling me, I would have died that night. So it was a huge turning point for me where I thought, what am I doing with my life? Like, I have to change. So it wasn't really about blaming him. It was his fault, of course. Like, that's not something that's acceptable. But it was me putting myself in those situations. And that was what I could control, changing me and changing that. And I went away for a month to the Dominican Republic, but it was a volunteer. It was like a student volunteer trip where we got to help build a restaurant for the local area to to help bring tourism into the area and taught um, English to the little kids in the village and it really was one of those really transformational experiences and it made me realize this is like I should be helping people like yeah and science why am I doing that like let's go back to what I want to do and that's psychology. And so I changed my degree to psychology, ended up, it's very difficult to actually qualify as a psychologist in Wales, especially. So a careers advisor recommended social work to me. So that's how I ended up. I was actually the top performing psychology student, whereas before I'd always been kind of bunking off uni and doing as little as possible. That experience that I had both with the almost being killed and then going and doing that volunteer work in the Dominican Republic, that really was like a turning point for me. And I I, I graduated the best performing student, multiple award-winning student, didn't even know that was possible, you know, (laughs) 
um, yeah, went into went into sort of homelessness services and social work, working with the most complex, um, complex most complex issues that people face. So combined mental health issues and drug addiction. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of yeah where the where the career in helping people began. Amazing. Such an incredible story. It's funny when you said about going to the Dominican Republic, I think we all, when we're lucky, we have an experience which takes us out of the space that we grew up in. And all of a sudden, you can actually be yourself for the first time ever. The mask can almost come off because you're there in a different environment with not those people around you that have treated you in the same way your whole life with all of those expectations. Because you know, I always feel like when we're in our little town, our little area where we grew up, you know, we're just we're always sticking within the conditioning that we have had throughout our childhood. You know, it kind of keeps us in there. So that's. I think that's an incredibly transformational experience and it's one that is highly recommended to anyone really, isn't it? To go off and, and just escape yeah. the norm and do something that really enriches your life and gives you the opportunity to just be away from everyone that you know and embrace yeah. who you truly are. And it's that, I totally agree, like it's, it's like it takes something different to break you out of the current patterns that you're in. and. Like, being bear in mind, I had zero confidence back then. So it was even to, like, I'd never really travelled because my family were quite poor. I think I'd been once to, like, Magaluf or something on a girls' trip when I was 18. But I'd never really travelled the world, never gone anywhere on my own, for sure, you know. So other than Wales, uh, which is a little country um, in the UK, of course. So it was quite a bit scary thing for me to like have the courage to actually do that yeah absolutely but that courage is is transformational in itself isn't it every step that you take in the right direction to change it empowers you to keep moving forward on that just keep going You're gonna, it can get better it's incredible and I'm so happy that you know at the age of 21 you were able to have that moment that was transformational so many people still live with it they still live with their old ways for so many years and often people don't really find their way until their 30s or 40s when they they reach you know absolute kind of rock bottom and you know they've had <laughs> my experience was like this car crash years of the 20s and the early um 30s and then all of a sudden I met someone and ex-boyfriend who said to me how can you live with so much debt in your life and debt was my symptom and the drinking was my symptom of having a difficult childhood too and it was actually with this one person who I feel was he, he was in my life for a few years but for for a reason you know for a reason to help me realize that I needed to get out of it but I don't know if I could have got out of it if I hadn't met that person who encouraged me to go and see somebody about my debt. And then the kind of path of healing really started there. But it took a long time yeah. to get to where I've been with you yeah. this last year. Don't get me wrong. That wasn't the end of the healing journey. That was just the start. You know, there was still a lot of a lot of issues because I hadn't actually healed that childhood trauma at that point I just had that transformational moment and it almost felt it almost felt like I was numbing the pain of my past by helping others with their pain yeah. as well 
So although like it gave me meaning in life, it made me feel almost whole in a sense to be able to help others, you know, transform their trauma, transform their lives. But really it was also a way of not dealing with my own. Yeah. So it was later after having my son, I guess when you become a mother for the first time or a parent for the first time and you start to see the the world through the eyes of a parent. Yeah. It is it was a huge shift in terms of how I perceived my own childhood and the need to heal myself for my son, you know, and to make Absolutely. sure that he had something better than I did. Well, I was going to ask that actually, because one of the interesting things I think that I've felt and seen as well with, with friends or other people is that in a way we just live our lives accepting the accepting what was dealt to us until we get into those later years where we can kind of reflect back and, and then we realize, well, that wasn't really right, was it? And But it can take a really long time to get to that point because in a way, we have to accept what's happened to us in order to just keep going in life, don't we? So if we have experienced difficulties, we just keep going because that was just our life. But you get to the point where you reflect. So how did you go about starting to heal? What was the process for you? So it was very much connected to my business. Um, you know, I some people watching this might have more openness to spirituality and spiritual beliefs, but my business was always spiritually guided. And as a child, I had had a lot of spiritual experiences, but they'd scared me. And so I'd blocked it out. Yeah. It was around the time that I started my business that it started opening up again, like, you know, seeing white feathers and having dreams about setting up the business. And, and like every single stage of my business has been guided in that way by dreams and what we call angel signs, if you believe in that kind of thing. Um, but the difference was I wasn't scared this time. So like strange things would happen, lots of things that were unexplainable, but rather than it feeling scary to me then, it felt comforting in some way. Yeah. So, um, and I also did a tarot reading course around that time. I don't do tarot reading in my business now. Um, but I'm very interested in that kind of thing. But that really opened up some sort of spiritual connection, that whole experience. Um, and so, yeah, my, my business first began because I had a dream about making peanut butter and cakes, healthy cakes. And then I found a white feather in my car the morning after. And I'm like, it's a sign. I'm going to stop. <laughs> you weren't uh, just hungry when you went to bed. <laughs> Yeah, I know, I know. Um, but there was that, I, I think when you start a business, and especially when you grow a business, your business journey is a healing journey. You're forced to face all your fears, and otherwise you don't evolve in your business and you don't grow it to the level where you want it to be. You know, yeah. business is not just about knowing the strategy. It's about healing the blocks or the saboteurs that I call them that are actually stopping you from growing things so for me I had extremely bad visibility fears to the point where I would shake and sweat and record things like a million times and then it always turned out that the first one was the best one anyway so I kind of got over that 
but but what that was showing me was stuff that I thought I dealt with with the bullying was actually still there deep down affecting me yeah. and I work through all these different things I, I couldn't keep money I would make money but I couldn't keep it um so like something would something bad would happen or like unexpected bills would come and wipe out any savings that I had I I, I would have just enough to get by um there was yeah there was multiple different things work addiction that I had as well so a massive hustler or I call it hustler success <laughs> um, but not actually getting a lot of money for all that hustle that I was doing you know so um that was big part of the journey was actually noticing these things cropping up and working through the different layers and what a lot of it come down to was healing my relationship with myself so We've all been through trauma in our life, whether you've experienced the big trauma, like what I've been through, abuse and bullying, or what we call trauma with a little T. And most people don't realize that they have this. I, I tend to use the word wounding more because it's a little less scary than the word trauma. Yeah. Um, but we've all felt not good enough or not worthy or um, helpless or powerless or not loved for yeah. who we are at some point in our life. We've all had experiences where we felt betrayed, someone's broken our trust, or we felt abandoned or rejected. They're like common human experiences that everybody's been through, but they leave a little wound. Yeah. And these wounds almost get amplified by your business when you need to show up and market yourself and sell yourself, which is scary when you don't think you're good enough to absolutely you know or you're fearing being rejected so i truly believe like i said that the business journey is a healing journey um but in a powerful way because it, it does get you to confront all of these things so that you can work on you and transform your business so the biggest like i have no background in business everything is self-taught but i've grown a million pound business but the key to that was working on me the yeah. more I worked on me and started healing these different layers of my own trauma that I'd gone through my own feelings of not feeling worthy not feeling good enough the more my business exploded almost to the point when I was like what is going on is this a fluke other than heal my root of my not enoughness but yet my business <laughs> doubled in revenue and literally the same kept happening month after month and it took about 18 months for me to be like okay this is not a fluke this is happening this is really happening and for someone who's like not had a lot of money in their life like now it's not just making money because there's a big difference between being able to make money and keep money if you yeah, haven't got definitely without a doubt I completely agree with you there because I've made money in my wedding business but even so you know in the last 12 months since COVID when we haven't had the fluid income I've had to really look after the money that's coming in you know whereas actually if I had been if I'd done your course five years ago <laughs> I probably could have made that money kept that money grown my business done so many things you know but I didn't it was only six months ago that I started so yeah so see that so much but you can, you know, you can totally transform things around in a really short space of time. 
Like it used to be a running joke with how bad I was with money. Like my granddad, when I was in uni, going through that phase of like spending all my money going out drinking like five nights a week and paying for everyone else too because I was an overgiver, you know. Um, and I, he would always have to bail me out with my rent money or I kept smashing my phone or he'd have to buy me a new phone and stuff. It's quite funny looking back. And now I've got literally almost, I think about, $800,000 in my bank accounts. Amazing. When I couldn't even keep a few thousand in the past because my self-worth, my capacity to keep and receive money was so low because of how I thought and felt about me. Yeah. That completely changed. Yeah, that's incredible. It's so incredible. For those people that don't know about the Ultimate Up Level, which is the course that I've done with you, um, do you want to tell them a little bit about that? Because I, I, I truly believe it is a life-changing experience to work with you. And I feel, mm. I feel very lucky that I, I, I kind of saw you at the right time. Um, like you, I've always kind of felt like I have this spiritual connection, but had blocked it completely for years and years and years. And then now, after doing your course, it's really opened up my spirituality again. And I just see seeing your post as this synchronicity for me that it came it came after i'd had a tragic loss last year it was my dog died it sounds to some it might sound small but it it re-triggered the loss of my mum from 20 years ago so it was major for me i i felt like my life ended like and i said to jesus i i don't want to go on and i can't live without him and people might think oh my god this girl's insane she can't live without her dog but that's what I felt. That is what I felt. And then all of a sudden, I just started to see your posts. And, you know, you grew up in a council estate. You had a tough, tough upbringing. Mine wasn't as tough as yours. But, you know, grew up in a council estate. Never had money. You know, when my family had money, which was the hardest thing, we had, we had you know, things happened to us. We weren't protected. So there were so many things. And I was just like, it, now I see it as just pure synchronicity. And it just came at the right time for me to start transforming, you know, my business. So tell tell people about the ultimate up level and, and what that experience is all about. I will. There's, there's one thing I just want to say to that, like, no one's trauma is any less valid than anyone else's. It doesn't matter what you've been through. And unresolved traumas or little wounds that we experience in childhood they get compounded on and compounded on by the things that happen in adulthood which is what you experienced with your dog passing yeah. it was it was almost like the straw that broke the camel's back yeah completely and all of that past stuff was what came up and needed to be healed not just that current issue of losing your dog yeah so I just, yeah, I wanted to make that point that it doesn't matter what you've been through. We've all been through wounding in our lives. No one's pain or trauma is any less valid than anyone else's. It's not even really about the actual experience. It's about how it affects us and the meaning we place on it. Yes. In the Level Academy, so what I do now has shifted. What I saw was these common patterns coming up that I healed in myself um and that when other people around me like business owners that I'd been I knew from groups or networking they were literally just like what have you done 
because they just saw my business totally explode online and we want some of it and so i trained in some alternative therapies um advanced hypnotherapy based tools i know you've trained in some hypnotherapy recently as well yeah i'm going and, through it right now yeah and i developed from my own healing experience i developed i saw the patterns that were happening for me but they were coming up in all these women who were coming to me saying we want what you've done we want some of what you've done for our business too and i was like okay i can i can have a go with you and really i trained in those methods to help people with food issues but it was all the same underlying problems with yourself the relationship you had with yourself that yeah. was eating just as much as affecting how you show up in your business so it was the same thing just applied to women and their business success so it was for a while i had this deep knowing that i was meant to work with women in business but not as a business coach but, but then I was just like, well, what does that mean? Obviously, my intuition was telling me that if I'm not a business coach, how am I meant to be working with women in business? And it then it found me. You know, these people started coming to me saying, we want this. We want you to do whatever you've done to yourself. We want it because we want to grow our businesses that fast too. So what I saw then was the same things I'd had to work on coming up in all these women who started coming to me for business success, healing and transformation. So I thought oh, these are just blocks that everybody goes through. But then I realized they were actually archetypes. So they're success. I call them the success saboteur archetypes. There's four. There's the overgiver success saboteur, the imposter success saboteur, the outcast, which is the visibility fear one, the outcast yeah. saboteur, and the hustler success saboteur. So. I put together an experience of healing all of those four saboteurs, which is the exact journey that I've gone on. And every time I up level in my business again, I have to do some of that healing again on myself. And that's one important thing for anyone watching this who maybe hasn't done a lot of healing before. This is quite a new concept to them. Um, your healing journey never ends. You're just continuously evolving. And the the more you work on yourself and peel away those layers, the more your business grows as well. It's a side effect of the transformation in you. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you've experienced that as well, of course. So we, the academy is all around healing those four saboteurs on a really deep level. So, so I've got my own unique methods that I've put together from my own experience of healing from all these different traumas that I've had in my life. And I've worked with thousands of women entrepreneurs now as well, like right in the minds and hearts of entrepreneurs. And this is stuff that you can't learn in a book. Yeah. I've had really deep insight into how female entrepreneurs work in terms of what is stopping them show up and be their true selves in their businesses. So, yeah, put it all into the academy. And it's been more powerful than even I expected it to be. It's yeah. just amazing. And literally it's hard to even explain isn't it because it sounds like i use the word life-changing way too much in business and i'm like but it really is life-changing <laughs> there's no other good word to explain it okay? yeah um, it really is i think one of the important things to note is that um you know you know that you can people can sign up to your course but if they're not willing to do the work and willing to actually open up then you know they won't get the transformation that you know it's like 
I see I see this a little bit in, in, in business. People sign up to a course and they expect the work to kind of be done for them. And when they're asked to do work, they feel a bit like, well, there's a lot to do here. But actually, you're never going to get a true transformation unless you do the work because it's about you and it needs to be going deep. So yeah. that's it's, it's something quite common, isn't it, that people think, I'm going to sign up to a course, it's going to solve all my problems. But actually, they really need to be prepared to do the work themselves yeah. too. And it is, it's very deep work, you know, um, but it's highly supported by myself and a professional team. It's, it's deep therapeutic work. And I think only about 20% of what you learn is actually, actually sort of business strategy because most of it is the healing. But but these, you know, are women who are getting their first five-figure, multi-five-figure months when nothing has ever got them there before because it's the missing ingredient to all the yeah. business strategy and learning all the tools and the tactics. It's like the biggest needle mover is you. But people don't really understand or know of that until someone comes along and shows them, you know. Yeah, definitely. I think the other important thing to add is that you can do all of the strategy courses that you want in the world and you you might get if you're one of if you if you're a human design manifester you might get there i always feel like that because i'm a projector so. i'm a manifesting generator so i literally join something and the energy of just investing is enough to move my business yeah exactly whereas i'm a projector so it's a lot it's a lot harder for me but actually there's quite a lot of projectors you know these days we're a kind of growing breed of human design types um and for me, it really, you know, I've done a lot of strategy courses and they have changed my business or changed my perception of how I should run my business. That's all great. But actually, it's not the key. The key is the the inner work, that transformation that that inner work gives you and actually, you know, really analyzing yourself. And even though I'm still training with the hypnotherapy, what I've seen with, the, you know, the people that I'm working with for training is, you know it's just repetitive the like feeling the feelings of not good enough the imposter yeah. like all of the things that you've said I see it I've seen it now as well coming up and of course I I recognize it in a way that associates to UUA because I've done your course and I'm like oh that's that's, that's what Natasha talks about you know I see it in myself but I'm seeing it in other people as well um and it's just it's incredible isn't it like you can be successful like you say but it's holding on to that it's also being able to break through the next level, which is where a lot of us can get to that point. But then getting beyond that six figures or five figures for some, but six figures, you know, for me, getting a, getting beyond 120K for me was just like, how am I going to do this? And then I was starting to get there and then COVID hit. So it wiped out a yeah. huge amount of it. <laughs> There's a few things there that are important to note. Um, in response to that, first of all, there's a lot of people out there who've got on what looks like successful businesses online. Maybe they're six figures or multi six figure business owners or even seven figures, but they're in debt and they got they haven't got because they can't hold on to the money. It's like you hear about lottery winners who blow it all within a year or go bankrupt. And you're like, how could that even happen? How could you have millions and it's all gone and you're bankrupt within a year? And it's because they didn't have the self-worth to be able to keep the money. Yeah. So that's why it's so important that, you know, 
yes, I've got a seven-figure business, but actually I've got a highly profitable seven-figure business, no debts, lots of money in my business accounts, lots of money in my personal accounts. Personal account one might go down because I'm just in the middle of buying a house. So that's an investment, of course. So but yeah. it's that's an important thing to point point out. But also in terms of the courses you mentioned, we all think we need to know more strategy in business, but you know, you probably know what you should be doing, you're just not doing it. Yeah. And it's action that is the key that's going to move your business forward and it's what's going on in here and in here that actually stops you taking action definitely you need to resolve the thing that's stopping you taking the right action and actually implementing all the strategies that you might have learned so that's not another strategy course it's actually working on you yeah the healing without without a shadow of a doubt um i see you working hard you have a team now but you are you are a hard worker it wasn't like you didn't you weren't lying on a beach twiddling your thumbs while you made this money you worked hard to make this business work for you you know you and also you worked really hard because you you were prepared to do that inner work as well which is hard work it is facing your demons to a certain degree isn't it um there's a lot of people who who look at success and they think i want that why haven't i got it but then they're not consistent on social media. They don't have a strategy. And you must be one of the most consistent people that I know on social media. And it's just incredible how you how you show up all of the time without any hesitation at all. I gotta add there, I wasn't always that way. Like there was a time where I struggled to be, even to post consistently twice a day. And I, I would literally have day, I'd literally feel day, days where I was physically blocked. Like I would literally just lay on my bed as if like, why can't I post on social media? Like it was almost like something physically blocking me from doing it, which I believe was was sabotage or, or one of the sabotages yeah. now on reflection. Prior to hire a VA to be like, make sure you take some of my content and post twice a day. To, I had to hire someone to put the consistency in my business then. Yeah, absolutely. It wasn't always that way for me in the early days. And, and anyone watching this who is in the earlier days of business, one of the, one of the, I guess, the most helpful thoughts that always got me through was this is short-term sacrifice for long-term gain. Yeah. So, yeah, it, it is. You've got to put that time and effort in when you're starting something up. You've got to maybe take minimum wage for a while if you need to hire a VA because I, I took minimum wage for a long time three and a half years ago I was on minimum wage in my business and receiving working tax credits that paid for two and a half days a week for my son to go to childcare. now I have a multi six-figure wage it's just like crazy even thinking about it and a seven-figure business and a team of seven people who I also employ and give jobs and help them support their families and they support me and all the women that we we help around the world in my business, you know, yeah. And that only took three and a half years. It's not a lot of time, really, when you think about it. It's not. It's not a lot of time. It's incredible. It really is. Um, and actually, you're not just helping women through the way that you're helping them heal and the way that you're educating them. You also help in your local area, don't you, through charities every month? Yeah, we choose a charity every month to donate to. Um, we're actually considering setting up our own charitable foundation so that we can help more people locally. So Christmas time, we 
we had we our donation as such was we put loads of food hampers and present hampers together for families in need from yeah. my son's school so we helped it was 27 children in 12 families and i think being able to see it and have it closer to home feels a little bit more rewarding than just donating some money and not really yeah. being part of that then so not that either is not that that's you know a bad thing to do of course that's very admirable um for anyone donating to charities but i think now what i want to do is set, set up some sort of foundation it'll probably be next year because it's i think it's quite a lot of work that needs to go into it where we get to help um single mums in business especially with their like maybe they need a computer or they've got some startup costs and things so it would be having come from that background myself being a single mum building my business my son was only 10 months old at the time i want to just find something a little bit more close to home and meaningful yeah in my experience yeah. Sounds great. Sounds amazing. Well, it's been such a pleasure to talk to you today. Is there anything that you, um, any last pieces of advice that you could give to our listeners to to create success in their in their businesses? Yeah, I think you know one of the important things you mentioned was consistency. Even if it were, even if it was like I couldn't bring myself to post more than one post a day, or even if I repurposed the social media post from before, just ha trying to have that daily presence because it is that that moves your business forward. Yeah. And it's that consistency that builds this compound effect then. Um, like, and I know, even if I don't feel like it now, just, just repurpose an old post and put it out there and at least you've done your little bit for the day, you know? So that consistency in how you show up in your business is really important but also i'd say consistency in giving yourself time to work on you as well yeah absolutely absolutely it's a continuous job every day well thank you so much for talking to me today it's been such a pleasure to have you on and thank you to all the listeners for joining us again this week for another incredible story We'll be back next week with another incredible story from another incredible woman. I can't wait to share it with you. If you like this podcast, please do share it with your friends and anybody that might be interested. And don't forget to pop along and give us a review. We'd love to know what you think.